This is All Things ANSYS, a podcast from the technical support staff at PADT. Episode 28, Predictions for 2019, and a look back at what we predicted for 2018. Hi there, and welcome to episode 28 of the All Things ANSYS podcast. My name is Eric Miller, and I want to wish everybody a very happy new year. I'm recording this on January 2nd, 2019. So um, it's the new year, and uh, hopefully everybody had a great holiday break, if you had a holiday break, and if not, you didn't work too hard, and um, you're getting 2019 off to a great start. Uh, today, we're going to look forward to what's going to happen, what we think is going to happen in 2019. We're going to have a group discussion on that. Then I'm going to come back and review what we predicted for 2018. Uh, and we're not going to do news or articles this time. Um, we'll go ahead and catch up on that. Um, there's not really much to report since it was a kind of a break time here in the U.S. So looking at the podcast, uh, we are up to 8,258 total downloads on 27 episodes. So that's about 306 per episode. So it's a, a nice little increase there over the holiday break. So hopefully people, uh, while they were trying to avoid their relatives during vacation, um, listen to the podcast. I hope we helped uh, serve some purpose that way. Um, but do get the word out there. Let people know on social media. Um, and we want to thank again, as always, our loyal listeners who keep spreading the word and we keep on getting more people listening. Um, and as always, send us an email at podcast at padtinc.com to let us know how we can do better. Um, let's get on to today's podcast by uh, starting with a roundtable discussion. I was joined by uh, Ted Harris and Joe Woodward. And what we wanted to do is really talk about what we predicted for 2019. So please have a listen to that, and we'll see you on the other side. All right. Well, welcome to our end of the year, beginning of the year discussion on what's going to happen in 2019. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves before we get started. This is Ted Harris. I manage our simulation support group here at PADT. Coming up on 20 years with PADT. So... Uh, 2019 is going to be a big year for us, 25th anniversary That's of right. the company. Okay. Joe. And I'm Joe Woodward, uh, tech support, and I've uh, been here a little over 17 years. Mm -hmm. So, looking forward to the 25th. Yeah, we. this is Eric Miller, one of the owners here at PADT, and, and I've been here 25 years. Uh, <laughs> we uh, coming up on 25 years next, next month, uh, next year. In May, so we're, we're we're thinking about these things because uh, we've been planning our 25th anniversary party, uh, which those of you who are local and maybe not even local will be hearing a lot about and getting a lot of advertising uh, about. But it's going to be May 21st, so March. definitely March. I always get those. March I get March and May mixed up. March 21st here in Tempe. So look for your uh, save the date and your invite on that. But we're going to talk about something else in 2019 which is that um, it's another year of new ANSYS product. And the first thing I want to talk about actually is not a prediction, but the naming convention has changed. Isn't that right, correct? Can you share a little bit about that? Right. So the new releases of ANSYS products starting in you know, early 2019 are actually going to be called version 2019 R1, I believe, is going to be the convention, okay. and then maybe R2 for the next release. So they're sort of syncing up with the years. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been on a, a numbering system the last few years, which has been about a year behind. So 
for example, in 2018, we had ANSYS 19. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, it's just a way of syncing everything up and hopefully making it easier. Now, as we transition from version 19 to 2019, that might be a little bit confusing, <laughs> yeah. um, but that'll just be for a year and then it should all be good going forward. Yeah, so we'll have to train ourselves to get used to that. Um, we'll have to ask more when uh, yeah, we can call in. 2019 or 19. Um, so that's 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 going to be kind of cool, and I think it all goes to, uh, you know, my I'll, – I'll start off by saying that, you know, my prediction for 2019 is going to be that ANSYS is going to be really focused on bringing products together and uh, homogenizing things a little bit more. The naming is one of them, right? They keep acquiring these companies and they all have different uh, version rev schemes. And I think the more recent ones were all kind of on this uh, annual calendar type of a thing. So they're adopting that. Um, hopefully we'll, I'm going I'm to predict that uh, tools like Insight and, um, yeah, I guess Insight's the big one, Optus, other things like that, we'll, we'll see more integration with the ANSYS product line. Um, the ANSYS additive products, things like that <clears throat> will be tighter integrated in, in 2019 is what might, maybe that's wishful thinking, but I'm hoping that that'll happen as well. How about you guys? You got any predictions? Well, I think we're just going to see a, a growth of what in my mind I'm thinking as enabling technologies. Okay. So by that I'm thinking of additive, you know, additive has been a big effort for mm-hmm. ANSYS Inc. the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's been different, uh, products and tools being developed, and I think 2019 is where we're really going to see some some nice uh, enabling technologies become available and stronger, and especially coupling with topology optimization yes. and uh, lattice optimization, which uh, you know just uh, published a, a PADT focus blog on that topic. So you know, r- really just taking advantage of technologies that you know, didn't exist or uh, were prohibitively expensive mm-hmm. just, you know, five years back. And so by that, I mean uh, metal additive, you know, being able to make these organic type shapes that topology optimization comes up with and, and, and also lattice optimization too. So we're really <clears throat> going to see the technology being enabled to allow us to design, simulate, and predict the, the manufacturing of these structures, which you know are game changers, really, when you're looking at you know, taking out weight, mm-hmm. um, and you know that's very important in a lot of industries. Take out weight, you reduce transportation cost, mm-hmm. you increase payload capability, all sorts of good things like that. Cool. So, Joe, what about <coughs> you? What do you what do you see uh, coming down the pike? Um, I, I see a lot more uh, space claim mm. uh, usage. Um, it's really uh, it's really great for cleaning up models. People are seeing that. They're seeing more uh, interaction with uh, param- parametric studies um, that you can set up parameters pretty easily in there. Um, there's also the uh, the, the new uh, meshing inside of space claims yes. that's gonna gonna be That'll really grow cool. More. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's just beta right now, but it. it Works really well for for beta. Cool. Yeah. So hopefully they'll add a lot more features to it. I know we're beating the heck out of it. And I, I remember, and I may have been one of them. People going, "Why on earth did Ansys buy a CAD tool that that, that was still 
really kind of still under development in a lot of ways. Um, well, now we're seeing why, and thank you, because <laughs> yeah. it sure is useful. Well, we had been using it prior to Texas <coughs> yeah. acquiring yeah. it because there was a partnership. Yeah. But the, the acquisition kind of surprised us all, and, and uh, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been nice to have the ability to embed these things. Yeah. For me, and it's been the embedding. I never envisioned that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Joe has talked about the meshing that mm -hmm. you can now do yeah. within space claim. Yeah. And you know the discovery, discovery, discovery live space runs claim. in yeah. space claim. Yeah. Um, you know we never would have mm -hmm. predicted things like yeah. that. You integrated right in there with the geometry engine, which is which is cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's someday it'll be as good as APDL, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's a joke for those of you who didn't use APDL twenty years ago, because it's one of the things that differentiated that product from other FEA tools back in the day was that the geometry engine was built in to the preprocessor mm -hmm. rather than separate. Um, so I think one of my predictions is going to be the first artificial intelligence slash machine learning application around ANSYS. Now people are using ANSYS as a digital mock-up or ANSYS products very across the board as digital mock-ups to generate data to put into big data and artificial intelligence, machine learning stuff. <clears throat> to train systems, right? So instead of doing tests to train the system, you can use simulation to train the system. But I think we're going to find something, hopefully, something built into ANSYS that uses some sort of artificial intelligence technology to make ANSYS itself a better tool, not using ANSYS as something that feeds AI. So that's that's my my kind of out there prediction. The tech is there. There's library. You can download libraries open source today that you can feed data into. I just haven't, I personally have not thought of the problem that I th want to solve with AI, uh, other than maybe there's some optimization stuff. Um, but um, maybe somebody that, that, that thinks deeper than me will come up with where the application is. Debugging your model is what I think we all want, but I'm not quite sure how to do that. Because <laughs> you've got to make a million mistakes and then train the uh, neural network to find your errors, right? <laughs> yeah, well, even going back several years, I mean, Ansys has tried to put some. I don't know if I would call it AI, mm -hmm. but at least intelligence into some of the solver settings mm -hmm. and some of the element option settings. So uh, within the mechanical APDA, APDL solver, for example, um, based on what it detects for hyperelastic material properties or mm -hmm. maybe some other solution settings, it will recommend or automatically set okay. some element options or uh, so <coughs> solver options to try to uh, be more efficient in the solving and more robust in the solving. Yeah, you so get the that's notes you know that it switched key options and yeah, stuff like right. Yeah. So th that's nowhere near the level you're talking that's, about. That's a, yeah, that's expert system, and that's 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 a good point. So that's there already. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think there'll be any killer apps? And by apps, I mean like in the app store, add-on apps for answers. Because we kind of been waiting for that. There's some good ones out there, but not like the this everybody's got to have a killer app other than the one that Joe needs to finish yeah which we won't talk about because he's not done yet <laughs> almost it's so almost close. it's so close <laughs> yeah I mean there's probably killer apps out there now that we're not using mm -hmm. just because um, you know in, in a support role here at least my feeling is my implementation of ANSYS needs to be kind of mm. you know what our customers are utilizing but there are some fantastic apps out there now yeah. um, on the on the act store um you know things for 
thermal, uh, just all sorts of things. There's a, an APDL editor out there now. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, I think I saw yeah. that. I got to check that yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So lots That's of good, good stuff. And I'm sure that'll just continue into the next year. Yeah, I think it's going to happen soon because <clears throat> the interface for the App Store is much better. It's really, really well done. Um, they they up, up to, uh, updated that this year at some point. I can't remember mm -hmm. what it was. I think it was early, yeah, early in the year. And part of the update is you can actually charge for your app. So I'm hoping that'll motivate some people to put some effort in to, uh, to write a few. I don't know if it's 99 cents like on your phone, but uh, <laughs> I know that the, the channel partners uh, in, in Scandinavia has written quite a few apps that are used in the civil engineering offshore world uh, right. that have done very well because they, they supplement ANSYS. So, so let's see if uh, we get that killer app that everybody has to download uh, this season. You guys got anything else? Well, something that's very exciting to me is the application of ANSA simulation technology in the medical field. Oh. Um, you know, there was an article on the ANSYS blog earlier this year about uh, cancer and simulating the, you know, I'm not familiar with all the terminology, but you know, basically the a tumor can have a barrier to the medication getting in okay. and using ANSYS simulation technology, they've come up with better ways to distribute oh, cool. these cancer destroying medications. And to me, that's really a game changer. Um, it's, it's very exciting just to see something that, you know, we're a part of being able to save lives. And I'm sure that's only going to continue and grow. Um, you know, the, the medical field uh, for good reason has been slower to adopt simulation than you know our backgrounds in aerospace where you know back in the 60s and 70s people were doing yeah, simulation. we had to have it yeah um you know when you're dealing with the human body um, historically it's been testing and trials and you know now simulation is getting so good that we, we're really seeing the benefits of simulation speeding up um, the development of new medical technologies um, that are you know really going to be saving saving lives and extending yeah. lives, and that's really exciting to see. That's a really good point. So we may see some really big. Um, what's his name? Is it Terry Marshall, who's the guy at Ansys that does all the medical marketing stuff? I think that's his name. You should follow him. if you're interested in Ansys Medical. Follow him. I mean, he's actually been speaking in front of the EU Congress. I think he's spoken in front of Congress. He's been to Canada talking about what they call in silico, right? So right. in vitro is in, in glass, right? Testing and then, in, I can't, I don't know my Latin. But anyway, <laughs> the idea that you can do, what Ted was talking about, that you can do these clinical testing using simulation. And it's kind of neat stuff. So he's been... In silico just means you're using a computer. computer. Yeah, yeah, use a computer to do it. So um, I, I like that. Yeah, I mean, a, a great way to see what's going on is just go to the ANSYS website, mm -hmm. and there's an ANSYS blog. Mm -hmm. And if you search on medical, there's some really uh, fascinating articles available there. Well, it makes sense because you can you can set up an analysis for like how the how the drugs you know get absorbed. Everybody's different. Yeah. So in a simulation, you can change those parameters. All those parameters, yeah. You, know, you can change the all that stuff and find a robust way. Right. And, and it works for most people. We haven't even talked about, you know, uh, bone grafts and yeah. things like that, where you can 
use additive to grow the replacement parts. I mean, right. that is custom tailored to each individual person and that lends itself perfectly to the simulation tools that come from ANSYS. That's a really good point. Uh, that's a fascinating one. And, and changing density, I, I'm really excited about the ability in additive to change density over, over because that's one of the things that's cool about human, but well, I'm just human bones, all bones. Uh, is that the density of the bone adjusts to the load and you can use optimization to figure out what that needs to look like. There's so many cool applications. I love it. Um, so anything else you guys got? Okay. Uh, I think I, got, I was thinking of one more thing that I think is going to be a biggie. Um, we don't, uh, because our electrical engineers are so busy so looking back on 2018, we're just looking at you know, our new customers and we added a ton of new customers using the electronics packages, um, HFSS, uh, uh, Simplor, Simplor SiWave, right. um, Maxwell, just a, a, um, that, that area of engineering is exploding because everything with IoT, everything's got an antenna and I guess we're replacing our our infrastructure for broadband from 4G and LTE to 5G. Mm -hmm. So there's just a huge amount of work going on. And then you add in autonomous cars, all the sensors and everything autonomous car. There's a lot going on with HFSS, which is why those guys can never join us on the podcast. Yes. Um, I, I beg him. And, and he actually was going to try and make it. Uh, Michael, who's our lead guy in that area, was going to try and make it. And he got sick and he lost his voice. Mm -hmm. uh, so he's home today, sick. Um, but I think a, a big prediction... I'd like to make in that area is we're going to hit um, kind of the the, the 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 top of the the peak on that growth and adopt. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make the transition from simulation for electromagnetics being something that experts do in a corner, like like when we started. That's what it was with, with structural and then CFD. Right, it was just something that experts did in a corner. It's going to make that transition this year to something that. That companies just do as a de facto standard and not necessarily just a group of experts, but their engineers are going to be using these tools day in and day out. So that's going to be my prediction is uh, mainstream. That was what I was looking for. HFSS and related high frequency simulation tools are going to go mainstream in 2019. Um, and I think that the, the growing, my prediction for the big product for 2019 I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one that does the software reliability testing thing. It's a company that ANSYS acquired. We don't, it's part of the SCADE product line, yes, but it's not the <coughs> SCADE product. And the name is escaping me right now, but it's a, it's a tool that verifies that your software is good to code so that you can, and, and it's, it's, it's starting, we're starting to see people get really interested in that as they put everything now not only has an antenna in it, it's got software in it as well. So they need to, yeah, yeah. I think that, I think it's, I can't remember. Anyway, doesn't matter because I'll change the name when I review the predictions next year. Um, <laughs> so um, well, another thing we haven't talked about is system level simulation, yeah. twin builder, yeah. um, you know, replicating what's going on in the real world with a, a real device or a human body mm -hmm. with that mm -hmm. kind of system level simulation. Do you think 2019 is going to be the year of system simulation? I thought 2018 was, and I missed that. It's still not, it's not there. Mm -hmm. Do you think they well, I think we're going to see broader adoption. Broader adoption. 
but it's going to be like the thing. I don't know if it's quite. I mean, I think it's kind of hard because it's it's very top level where yeah. that has to take place. Mm-hmm. So you know, as an individual contributor, mm-hmm. um, it's hard to be the one to make mm-hmm. that happen. It's more of a an enterprise wide effort. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. So the enterprise has to just sit down and say. We're going to make system level simulation a priority. Yeah. And, uh, and companies are doing it. They're doing yeah. it. We're seeing it more and more. Yeah. As the benefits mm-hmm. become real or you know realized, I should mm-hmm. say, we're going to see more adoption. More adoption of that. So maybe, maybe, maybe the and it should have happened a while ago. Making system level simulation mainstream may be the big big thing in two thousand nineteen, maybe two thousand twenty. We'll see. I'd like to see it. Um, but we talked about in an earlier podcast that. Uh, you know, ANSYS introduced this new uh, compact thermal model format for system modeling for thermal. And I think we'll see, <clears throat> that's one of the things that needs to happen is industry standards from all the different tools so we can exchange the uh, um, the simplified models with each other. You know, here's something that just occurred to me. You know, yeah. many years ago, we had a customer who contracted us to develop an interface for their customers to be able to go in and specify some design specs. And in the background, it would run ANSYS, right. ANSYS Mechanical, mm-hmm. and validate that design and come up with something that the customer could then order. Um, you know, I think it's even more ripe for that to yeah. occur now because, you know, customers could be ordering something that's going to be 3D printed. Cool. And, you know, yeah. the, the whole process of the... The design, the validation of the design, the additive manufacturing, uh, you know, prediction for uh, thermal strains, thermal stresses, getting the the part to be printed right so that what you what you get out is the desired shape. All of that can be incorporated and, and you know internal to a user that's just trying to get something printed that's what they want. So that's, that's a really good idea. So, so portals that let customers run simulation mm-hmm. to get a better product, right. whatever it would, the, the, I think the additive is a, is a great example. Right. Um, I mean, this was the, the topology optimization, mm-hmm. the validation, the additive print type simulation, all of that can be done, mm-hmm. um, transparent to the customer. Yeah. They could just go in and say, I need a bracket from. Yeah, here to here, and these are the loads. These are the loads, mm-hmm. and or whatever. Okay, what does it come yeah, back? Maybe it's a <laughs> that's a thing. It's a jawbone. Yeah, for a specific patient. Well, and and that that tool you're talking about that we did many years ago was to create um, reduced order models. So their customers would go in and specify the product they wanted, and it would design the product and then give them a compact, uh, a reduced model they could then put in their system model. To make sure the component worked with their other components, mm-hmm. so that's that's very low hanging fruit right now. And we we had to jump through hoops to make that work back then. Yeah. Uh, a lot of coding, a lot of that's built into the Ansys product line now. Right. So um, that's cool. I like that. So maybe we'll look for that. That may be that may be the killer app that we hear about, not on the App Store, <clears throat> but a customer out there may go here, go, you know, brackets are us, <laughs> um, landing gear are us. I don't know. Somebody, I, I, I like the medical application as well. I think that that's going to be, doctors could go in, specify, you know, upload their CT scan, specify the needs and <clears throat> get a custom joint back out the other end. Very cool. 
Right. Well, we're whatever the new year brings us, and I'm sure it will bring things that we did not predict or expect. Yeah, last year <laughs> I think my prediction was robotic self-driving cars on Mars or something like I, that. I think I think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and so I think uh, review that, that already happened. So there was more to it than that. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and listen to that podcast and uh, send you guys an email, and we'll uh, when we get back in the new year, we'll. Uh, that, that may be our next episode. Yeah. And, uh, those were the crazy predictions. Those are the crazy predictions, yeah. yeah. But, you know, regardless of what happens, I think and we'll all use more ANSYS, I think, as an industry. Um, it's a considerable um, adoption just everywhere and everywhere. Um, every industry, every country, uh, it's amazing the amount of growth. Um, we'll, we'll definitely report on the financials for ANSYS when they come out in Q1 for, the, for this year. Um, and hopefully that'll show, you know, continue to be a strong growing company mm-hmm. that continues to provide us with really, really good tools. Um, yeah. I mean, what, just what a great tool to, to use in your career. I mean, all of us started decades ago and yeah. we never could have imagined the growth, mm-hmm. the additional capabilities yeah. and, you know, just the, the benefits of using the ANSYS tools now is greater than it's ever been. Yeah. I actually thought we would be using different tools by now. I thought, you know, something else would have come along. And no. they've managed to keep up and not get supplanted and add, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kudos to them. And they'll continue to do it in the coming year. And we'll, we'll report on it in the coming year. Um, this probably won't go out, actually, till next year. But if it does go out earlier, uh, you want to make any good New Year wishes, general predictions beyond ANSYS, anything you want to add before we take off? I, I always like to stump them by asking them these deep <laughs> questions. <laughs> uh, I, have, I, I saw something the other day that I was like, that's a great thing to end the podcast with. <laughs> and now I can't think you of gotta it. You got to write it down. You know? Yeah, I got to write it down. It was a device down. to remember things. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess what's on my thought right now is, you know, we have a beautiful day out here in mm-hmm. Tempe, you know, 75 degrees. And I know people in other parts of the country and in the world are mm-hmm. facing weather issues. So hopefully we don't have anything catastrophic in the coming year. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be a, I, I'm hoping for an uneventful year um, from a geopolitical weather, blah, 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 <laughs> health standpoint. Uh, that we just have a nice, nice pleasant year. All right. Well, thanks guys. It was great catching up with you and uh, we'll see you next year. Okay, that was a lot of fun, um, and we're going to capture that and share it with everybody, and then um, I'll come back in, in about 12 months and see how good we were. And uh, speaking of which, that's what we're going to do from the same kind of podcast from last year. First, let's take a little commercial break, and um, then I'll go through my notes on, on what we predicted last year. I want to take a little bit of time to talk about the other things that PADT does. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably think of PADT as an ANSYS channel partner outstanding provider of simulation consulting, and an industry leader in software customization for ANSYS. And all of those things are true, but we do much more here at PADT. The first service you should know about is our product development team. This is a group of experienced engineers who design, test, and prototype physical products for our customers. From medical devices to custom turbo machinery to consumer products, we can design and test almost anything. Although you may know us for our ANSYS and simulation, an even larger number of people out there know PADT for our 3D printing expertise. 
We resell Stratasys and desktop metal additive manufacturing systems, as well as provide part building using stereolithography, fused deposition modeling, polyjet, selective laser sintering, and metal powder bed fusion systems that we have here in-house. Our 3D printing services quality system is ISO 9001 and AS9100 certified. Some of the other products and services we offer are 3D scanning. In that area, we do scanning of parts as a service. We sell Geomagic software for scanning and inspection, as well as their entry-level optical scanner. And we resell Zeiss blue light and laser scanning systems. We're also the North American distributor for Phonex, which we've talked about on this podcast before. PADT also manufactures and sells a complete line of machines for cleaning supports from 3D printed parts. We also offer manufacturing consulting, where we serve as an expert between you and your manufacturing vendors, even finding those vendors for you. We want you to think of ANSYS products, training, and customization, and consulting when you think of PADT. But we also want you to think of design, test, 3D printing, and scanning. That same expertise and knowledge you know from our interaction in the ANSYS world exists for these other products and services. So next time you need a resource, please reach out to PADT so we can show you how we make innovation work. Okay, so let's take a uh, look. I, I listened to episode 10, and that was something we recorded on, what was the date on that? Um, it was episode 10, and it was from December 19th, 2017. Um, our voices sounded so much younger over a year ago. Um, but and we weren't too bad. We did okay. Um, our, our first prediction uh, was that we would do a year in review for 2018, and we did that. So we, we did meet our first prediction. Um, then we, I asked the question for some outlandish predictions. Um, Alex Grishin here said that 2018 will be a big year for the cloud. And um, I think he was right. I think that we really saw the cloud kind of for simulation come into its own. I don't know if I would call it a big year. Um, we saw um, services like the one we use, Nimbix, really take hold and customers really make it kind of part of their process. Um, I don't think we saw ANSYS itself be integrated in the cloud as much as we had expected it to see. It's, it takes These things always take longer, but they've definitely made huge strides there. So I'll give that a, a yeah, he was right on that. Um, it was not a huge year for the cloud in simulation, but it was a big year for the cloud in simulation. Jim's prediction, uh, Jim, Jim Peters, was that 3D printing would come into its own. And I think that's definitely true. If you've listened to us talk about uh, the simulation capabilities that we've used here using the ANSYS products, uh, you'll know that that's true. It's really focused on metal right now, which is where the biggest need is. And um, you know, I, I really think that that, that definitely uh, was an emphasis in 2018. And we're gonna see that continue even more in 2019 as that whole suite of tools uh, improves and gets better. And, and as you know, at PADT, we're, we're all about 3D printing as well as simulation and design. So we'll definitely be covering that as it goes and look for seminars and it to be discussed in this podcast. Um, Joe predicted the cloud and 3D printing. So he, he Alex and Jim took Joe Woodward's uh, predictions. Um, Tom Chadwick, his prediction was that we would see a big expansion of Fluent, that it would become more of an all-around code 
um, and, and have a lot more capability. And, and that certainly has come true to some extent. I think it's going to be more like a lot of our predictions. We were maybe expecting things to happen faster or hoping things would happen faster. It definitely happened in, in this in 2018 that Fluent made some major changes to their user interface and some of the features and capabilities in the code so that less and less do we need to use uh, ANSYS CFX or maybe third-party codes that aren't part of the ANSYS family to get things done. And, and we'll see more of that. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, in the coming year and more and more we'll see of that in Fluent. So definitely a good one there. Um, Ahmed predicted that ANSYS would buy a competitor. And that was a definite wrong. Um, they, they bought some complementary codes, but they did not buy anybody that I would consider a competitor. So we'll, we'll hold on to that one. Hopefully that will happen uh, in the coming uh, year. That's a lot of money to buy any of the big competitors. Um, I would have taken like um, buying Numeca as buying a competitor. So if you don't know Numeca, it's a uh, CFD code that really specializes in turbo machinery. It's a it's general purpose code, but it really specializes in turbo machinery. I would have considered buying them, buying a competitor, and just it just didn't happen. Um, so we'll see what happens. There's a lot of codes out there um, that are, are smaller, but do compete with ANSYS that we might see acquired. But instead, in 2018, their acquisitions were all um, additive to the ANSYS, in one case, actual additive manufacturing capability to the ANSYS suite of tools. Ted said um, that he predicted that drones would deliver self-driving cloud simulation solutions en masse. Now, he didn't expect that in 2018. He's pushing that out into the, the distant future. But uh, he was, of course, half joking. But we, we are seeing uh, more and more drone delivery capabilities. Uh, we are seeing more cloud simulation. And uh, hopefully we'll be on Mars soon. So I thought that was pretty funny um, and may come true. Um, I predicted, my big kind of outlandish prediction was that ANSYS would make a huge acquisition, one that would kind of knock us out of our chairs. Somebody that um, that we didn't expect, that was totally out of the blue and was like, oh my gosh, would be the reaction. And that didn't happen. Um, so we'll see, maybe this year. Um, I also predicted that it would be a product that is totally outside of what they do now. So it would be it'd be this big, big shock and it would be something totally new and different. Then we had a really good discussion about the cloud because everybody thought that, that definitely 2018 would be a lot about the cloud. Um, and most of it came true. Um, the big thing that didn't happen, I think the, the tools are in place, the capabilities are in place, and the infrastructure is in place um, on a lot of different levels. And we'll, we'll talk a lot more about the cloud and coming podcasts and all the different options you've got, whether you're doing small jobs or big jobs or CFD or you know doing a lot massively parallel stuff. Um, we'll talk more about that. That's it's all kind of in place now, or is going to be in place very shortly. Um, what didn't happen is it wasn't picked up as quickly. The usage was not as big as I think we all predicted. We thought that these tools would be put in place and that users would really jump all over them, especially for surge. And there certainly is an increase in usage in the cloud. We're seeing it with our customers for sure. Uh, one of our customers, in a major way, uh, is is. Uh, basically outsourcing a major simulation project to the cloud rather than buying new equipment for themselves. So so it's it's happening, but it's not the adoption rate that we had predicted. So we got that a little bit off. Um, 
Another prediction was that uh, we would add better material properties capabilities, like maybe even acquire a material property database that ANSYS would do that. When I say we, I mean ANSYS. Um, that, that didn't happen. There, there's some nice changes to the way that material properties are stored and the capabilities there, but there was no big uh, increase in the material data that comes with ANSYS. Um, another prediction, I think this was, um, this may have been, I didn't write down in my notes. I think it was Jim, it may have been Alex was that ANSYS would buy some sort of a structural civil code. And if you're not familiar with that area of engineering, a lot of it, that, that analysis is, is linear um, structural or linear dynamics, but it's to code, right? So you've got a certain code that you know, pulls numbers off your FEA mesh and you put them into a formula and you say, does this pass or not pass? And, and that's a capability that ANSYS doesn't really have. I mean, users customize, add that all the time, and there's apps you can download to do that. But we don't really have that kind of civil capability um, to have predefined government code checking that's part of the civil industry, the construction industry, and the bridge making, and those people. Um, so we, we kind of thought that they would acquire somebody in that space to kind of have that capability, and that didn't happen. The other thing we expected to see uh, was a true job scheduler. And this was certainly wishful thinking on our part because we had a lot of tech support calls, people just trying to find an easy way to schedule their jobs. And there's third-party job schedulers, no question. But we were predicting that ANSYS would, would ship with a full-featured job scheduler. And that didn't happen. Um, let's see. The next thing that we looked at, uh, we talked about back then, um, over, over 12 months ago now, was that we would have some good case studies on what we call digital twin um, or IoT digital system loop. So if you're not familiar with the whole digital twin concept, it's that um, with the internet of things, right, you've got a machine out there that does something and then it's got sensors on it. And the whole idea of IoT is that those sensors upload that information to the cloud and create a big data set. And now you can do all sorts of very cool things, especially predictive things with that data. So you, before the bearing goes out, you notice a vibration that tells you the bearing is going to go out. Or upstream in a, in a system, you've got some sort of a perturbation and you can change the downstream to accommodate that perturbation before it actually gets downstream. Um, there's a lot of different capabilities that, that IoT enables, but one of the problems is you need massive amounts of real data to do it. And the idea behind digital twins is you use simulation to generate that data so you can do your predictions uh, accurately, you look for things accurately. We thought we'd see faster adoption of that. Um, we thought we'd have maybe a dozen good case studies. That was one of the predictions. I may have even made that prediction now I think about it. And that didn't happen, uh, which we're very disappointed in because we think that that's a missed opportunity for many of our customers. But what we found is everybody was kind of in a, well, we knew we know we need to do this and we know the benefits there, but let's see what other people do first. And so we haven't really seen the adoption to the level that we had hoped for. So we're going to keep pushing it so that next year it'll be true. Um, then we got into a really cool discussion about machine learning. Um, and this was not next year. Uh, we were predicting that way out there, you'd be able to basically do a drag and drop simulation. So you take your CAD model, you drag it into your simulation environment, and then you drop loads on it, and it would kind of take care of everything for you using artificial intelligence and various kinds of artificial intelligence, build, mesh, constrain, run, and post-process your model for you. 
Um, the idea being that you, the analyst, like every other profession out there, or almost every profession out there, would be replaced by artificial intelligence. Because it's way out there. Um, whether you get to that level of capability, I don't know. But we were predicting that some of those things would come true in the, in the future, maybe even in the near future, so that many of the steps that we do where the human is in the loop, it'll be replaced by an AI algorithm in the loop. And that was pretty much it. Uh, we, we talked a lot about these topics and then we cut ourselves off because we would have kept on going on and on. So not too bad. Um, almost everything we predicted got was right except for the acquisitions. They, they, we did not purchase a major uh, competitor. They didn't do a shocker purchase and they didn't pop, uh, purchase a civil code. Um, they didn't add material properties that we wanted and they didn't add the job schedule either. But as far as the cloud goes, we were right. Uh, expansion of Fluent, we were right. 3D printing was a huge thing in 2018. Um, so yeah, um, Ted did not get his drone delivering self-driving cloud simulation um, solutions on Mars yet, maybe in the future. So pretty proud of that. Um, hopefully your predictions came true. Hopefully our predictions for 2019 will come true. But that's, that's what we have. Um, and that, that's pretty much it for today's podcast, actually. I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not going to do news or, or articles. Not a lot to report in that area. So we'll let those build up a little bit when we do our next podcast. Um, I will actually be out of the office for a little bit over a week. I'm going to go on my first cruise. And I will admit to everyone that it is a Star Trek cruise. Um, so... Um, Hopefully that gives me street cred with our listeners and doesn't make you not want to listen to this podcast anymore. But yes, I'm a big Star Trek fan from when I was a little kid. And a friend of mine talked me into going on this cruise. Uh, it'll be my first cruise. It'll be my first uh, Star Trek convention event. And I'm really kind of excited about it. Um, I bring it up because one, it's going to delay our next episode of the podcast maybe a little bit. And two, it may not because I'm going to look for, I found one ANSYS user uh, through a Facebook page for those going on this cruise. I'm going to try and find others and uh, record a podcast on the ship. So hopefully I'll have some folks to interview and talk about simulation um, and see how that goes and be able to put that in the next podcast. Otherwise, um, we'll be recording one uh, between the 14th and the 19th of January, and we'll get that out probably the following Monday. So we may be a little bit late starting off here for the new year. We've got a lot of cool things scheduled. Uh, ANSYS 19 is coming up. And we've got some, some good stuff to report on that. So all of our tech support people are learning 19 right now. Uh, when it's officially, it, it, um, we're going through the training right now. And when they kind of have everything, there's nothing official, it's, it's out. Um, we will, when, when, it's, when it's actually released um, um, and we can talk about, I guess that's the official part, we can talk about uh, what's new and different and special in 19. We will do so, and we're going to focus on different uh, physics. So we'll do fluids, we'll do mechanical, we'll do electromagnetics, and some of the the other codes that are that are in there now. So hopefully we'll be able to share our thoughts on these new tools as you explore them yourselves. So don't hesitate to uh, reach out. Uh, wishing you and your coworkers and your families and everybody you know, your friends, a fantastic 2019. We're excited about it. It's PADT's 25th anniversary. Uh, so we'll be talking a lot about that as well in future podcasts. I want to thank everybody for being fantastic uh, customers and listeners and everything. Don't forget to subscribe to our emails at padtinc.com slash opt-in, O-P-T-I-N. And uh, like I said, don't hesitate to let us know what you think and give us some great suggestions. And uh, we will see you in two to four weeks.
Thanks. Thank you for joining us for the All Things Answers podcast, episode 28. As a reminder, this podcast is not affiliated in any way with ANSYS, Inc., and the opinions expressed are those of the people on the show only and not of their current or former employers. For more information, visit www.padtinc.com blog, and please share your thoughts and questions through an email to podcast at padtinc.com. See you next time.